the guy that goes, can you believe it's already September? Man, I've, I've, I've heard that numerous times already. Yeah, I'd love to sit here with you and make fun of the I can't believe it's September guy. But I was honestly, I just did that the other day. I was like sitting in my underwear in my living room. That little cool breeze rolled in through the window. And I was like, man, it's September already. Where did summer go? And it was a it was a tough scene. I probably five years ago, I would have made fun of that guy. Like, dude, you're so old. Like you're going to bed at eight o'clock at night and you, you can't believe it's September. Yeah. But hey, I'm becoming that guy. I put in some late nights, so I'm not there yet with the early. I stayed up for that Monday nighter, which is a one. I stayed up for the Nuggets game last night, which was, you know, after watching a little uh, Scott Van Pelt, that was a midnighter. And I feel pretty good because I've been running a little bit, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, little endorphins, um, yeah. I don't want to hate too hard on the, I can't believe it's already September guy, because maybe it's just natural to kind of start a conversation, have a little flow to it, just saying that. It's like asking what the weather's going to be. So I'm not going to hate on it, but I try to avoid being that guy because it just feels like a like a lame duck conversation starter to some degree. Oh, I agree. Um, I wouldn't use it as a conversation starter. Like some guy in the office at the water cooler. September, yeah. eh? Like that guy <laughs> right. fucking sucks. But like, yeah. you know, I think fall's like a naturally reflective time for people. Leaves are changing. It's getting cooler. You're starting to think about the year that was. Uh, so maybe I sh- I'm being too tough on myself about thinking I was like, man, it's already yeah. September, but I wouldn't approach a, a conversation with somebody be like September, right? Green I day. do. I do want to backtrack and, and you mentioned sitting in the living room in your underwear. Yeah. Um, talk about that a little experience, that experience, because I'm just not that guy. I guess I'm just not that comfortable. I can go shirtless certainly, but I got to throw some gym shorts on. Oh, well, I was like getting out of the shower and I was like okay. taking a pause before I, you know what yeah. I mean? Take the after shower, cool down. It wasn't like I routinely sit in my undies, but mm. uh, it's pretty rare that I wear a shirt around the house, to be honest with you. Got to check the uh, the IG stories real quick as you get out of the shower or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but it, being that it is September, I hear you have a little a little plug, a little announcement for some of our listeners. Yeah, a little bit of a plug. Uh, September 26th. Uh, the Colon Cancer Awareness Run. Uh, it's an annual run that we've done, uh, and our Fantasy Football League has sponsored our team, Darcy and the Pops, named after my late wife's, uh, who started the team uh, about four years ago now. And it's uh, annually the biggest team in Cleveland, and we're making sure that happens again this year. We have 104 people signed up, so come be the 105th, 106th people that come uh, and join us. We're joining up in Lakewood, Ohio. Nine-ish at the Lakewood Truck Park. Uh, if you have any questions about it, make sure you DM uh, either Greasy, me, or DJ, and we'll make sure you get the link to sign up. It's absolutely free to sign up this year. Uh, in previous years, it costs about thirty dollars. Uh, so you get a free run this year. Come join us. Come chum it up with the Greasy Boys, uh, the Fantasy Football Guys, and have some beers. So yeah, we'll we'll all be outside. If you want to wear your mask, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but it's just a great communal day. Obviously, a little bit different this year, but. Uh, certainly one of my favorite days of the year, just in terms of, uh, yeah, because of Darcy and just, you know, getting everybody together, just, um, yeah. And having beers, obviously that's a, that's a good part too. Yeah. And there's, you know, I think to add on that DJ, there's not too many days of the year that, uh, people just get together for, uh, no reason, right? Like you get together Mm -hmm. for to celebrate certain people, but this is truly just to celebrate, uh, everyone coming together, um, and you know, celebrating a good cause. So, uh, if you're just looking to get some miles in with us, uh, we'll have some guys running in the 5K. Um, some pretty fast boys. We got a, I think we have 15 people on Strava now, which is fun. 
Uh, so we're all getting some miles in. Come run with us if you want to be a walker. Uh, absolutely be a walker. Bring some road beers with you. Maybe don't. I don't know. And uh, just, yeah, have some fun. Yeah, great day. Looking forward to it. And we'll throw another plug in probably next week as well. Uh, moving into the pick six here. Uh, let's start with, I would consider this the headline of the show, even though we have some meaty sporting events uh, taking place week one in the NFL. Right. Fantastic NBA games on Tuesday night. But we start because this is this was first in my notes this week. So uh, my family threw a little party for my 30th this past weekend. Uh, my uncle showed up, which was awesome. Shout out Uncle Jimmy, Doctor I, Dr. J. Um, okay, sick. So they all showed up and everyone brought beer. It was just a good time, right? As everyone's leaving, my brother takes the beer that he brought home. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as a, potentially a few, you know, like Lone Rangers as well. Sneak a few others in there. Uh, from Rob Law's perspective, is this fair or foul? You know, I'm going to try to hop on the defense of your brother real quick and ask, uh, what kind of beer did he bring? Like, was it like expensive beer, like this barrel aged whiskey beer that <laughs> nobody cracked into? Or was it like Bud Light? I don't remember the actual brand, but knowing him, it was not, it was not something that was, you know, 15 bucks a six pack. Okay. If it, if it wasn't anything like expensive and it was like his own bottled beer, that's extreme. I mean, my kind of rule of thumb is that if you ever show up to a party with beer, as soon as you bring it, it's, it belongs to the person that's throwing the party, right? Like you're never packing up beers. We're not in high school anymore when we're digging up holes in John Sills backyard to bury a case in Natty light and then digging it back up three weeks later, drink skunk beer. Like we're past that. You don't need the 12 bucks or whatever you did to pay for the beer. And especially yeah. like you're saying that he packed up three extra beers and duct tape and stuck them in his back <laughs> pocket. I mean, I don't know the financial situation of your brother, but come on, dude. Like, yeah. you're better wow. He's going to be disappointed by that answer. It is, it, I will give him a somewhat of a pass just because it's family. If you're doing that at his friend's house, that's a whole nother level, which I know uh, he wouldn't do that. So I'll give him a little bit of a pass, okay. especially if you're going home, it's like nine 30, he has kids, you know, you're thinking, well, the kids are going to go to bed. I don't have any beer at home. I want to have a couple when I have to, after I drive home. So maybe like, I don't get that side of it yet. Right. Did he like make note of it? Like, hey, guys, do you mind if I take a couple beers to the road? I'm going to drink them at home. Or did he yeah. just like act like nothing was wrong? Was, I like, think he's just like a guy that kind of sneaks it out a little bit. He's not going to like that I'm putting on blast here, but it's somewhat true. You know, it's be, you know, when it happens over and over again, it becomes your reputation. Right, absolutely. Let's drop his Venmo on Twitter and people can Venmo money so he yeah. can stop stealing beers from family parties. Right. Okay. I like it. Um, what else did I have there? Oh, in terms of the, the bringing beers, I know for yeah. the PFFL outing a few weeks ago before our fantasy draft, there was a large debate in our group chat, which I know we talked about with Gary in the past, about bringing beers on the course. So I'm not necessarily right. looking for an opinion. I know you're probably somewhat nuanced in that respect. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting topic because it really split down the middle 50-50, I think. Yeah, I think if you're at a country club, like obviously don't sneak your beers out on the course. But if you're at a public course and you guys are teeing off at 10 a.m. and you know there's not going to be like a cart girl running around, yeah, sneak some beers on there. It's not a, that big of a deal. Uh, just be respectful, throw them away. But you know, unless it's like a private club, you know, yeah. absolutely. You can stick them out. I agree. Who gives a shit? Now, if you're bringing a 12 pack and pass them around to everybody, at least buy a hot dog or something at the turn. You yeah. Know, pack of chips. Be a patron. Yeah. All right. Number two. How's this keep happening, man? 
Browns, we're back at it, and I just have no hope. And I know we largely have a Cleveland audience, but we have, like I said, my uncle, big Pittsburgh fan. We got some Minnesota listeners. So it's just really hard, in my opinion, to articulate just how this team makes you feel on a season-to-season, week-to-week basis. Yeah, I know you uh, mentioned in the, originally in the notes, like, is, are we in a simulation? And, like, there's no simulation that could ever mock this up, that the Browns yeah. could ever be this bad. And, you know, they could be this Brownsy too. They take it to a nev- another level every week. Um, you know, I, I think if you brought this to a Hollywood producer and said, like, this team's going to be this bad for 16 years, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way, right? Mm-hmm. But every week they take it to a new level. They Browns to a point that they've never Browned before. That p- The fake punt. I mean, it was just cringeworthy. As soon as that happened, you're like, this is the same old fucking Browns, baby. Yeah. And they never left. New GM, new coach, same fucking Browns. Luckily, get to turn it around real quick. So when this pod drops on Thursday, people are going to be hyped. You got the Bengals. You got to beat them or all hell breaks loose, man. It's going <laughs> to be OBJ trade rumors. Baker, Which are already out there. Baker <laughs> needs to be replaced. Nick Chubb can't handle the running, you know, whatever it is. So with that, do you feel, you, do you have GVs going into Thursday night? Yeah, that's the problem with Browns fans, though, is that, like, we always have GVs. And I have a prediction for the game. I think the Browns go in there 27-13. And why do I think that they're going to win? It's because I'm dumb. But, like, the most reasonable outcome that's going to happen is Austin Cyber is going to kick a game-winning field goal as time expires the guy that the Browns just cut, like there's nothing more Browns than that. And that's for sure the outcome. I'm going to go something low, like 14, 10, very uneducated, just throwing it out there. Obviously game score guesses are dumb as hell, but I think you're taking me under. Uh, I might pick up the Browns D in fantasy. I don't know. I don't hate it. Just in tight. I love having a little bit of meat on the Thursday night game. As as serious as I take fantasy, it's just fun to have. But then when the guy underperforms, you have to feel like shit about it for the next three days. Like right. you had Brandon Cooks on Thursday night. I had Daryl Williams because my running back situation is atrocious. Um, it's bad. And then they put, put up four or five points. And you got to think about it going into Sunday. Like, wow, I have an uphill battle now. Hey, we both got dubs, though. That's all that matters, yeah. baby. So Browns get a W. So everything kind of evens out at least for the next 10 days. 14-10. Rob says 27-13. I don't know, man. The, the Austin Siebert. Is that how you say his name? Siebert, Siebert? I, I say Siebert, yeah. Austin Siebert going to the Bengals. Man, that could be the most Brown storyline of all time if he hits a game winner. It's definitely up there. And I could definitely see it happening. And, uh, you know, we're, we didn't touch on this yet. And I don't think we will because I think we went 0 for 6 on our bold picks last week. But that's what they were. They were bold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We didn't sit there and give layups. on Johnson, I think, got one touch for the Lions. That yeah. was a bad pick. That's on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, our bold picks. I, I got to reflect back on that. Uh, yeah, they were they were not good. Um, in terms of – I'm going to get out in front of this. This is yeah. a future uh, sports radio conversation. I'm going to say the Browns, you know, if Baker kind of flops this year, OBJ gets traded – I'm saying total reboot, whole new logo, mascot, et cetera. Just, need fold to, the Browns. just get rid of the Browns. You know, obviously keep them in Cleveland, but we need something new, man. Let's mm-hmm. go to the Guardians or whatever. So we'll yeah, talk we'll about that. Maybe, maybe when a, if two and four or something, we can bring that one back up. All right, on to number three. What's your ideal Sunday 
uh, TV setup. You know what, DJ? You know, this one's kind of tricky. I've been to like bars where they have like 15 TVs and every game is on. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point that you can't really focus on anything. You know what I mean? I think in an idealized world that you have every game on and you can just turning your head watching every play. But there's no way to focus on that. Um, so I'm going to go with two TVs. One TV is focused on the game that I want to watch. So if it's a one o'clock game, I got the Browns on. And then the other TV that I have on is just on red zone, right? I'm just watching scoring plays, right? I'm just yeah. going back and forth watching the Browns. And then my other device is my phone, and I'm refreshing that fantasy app every 30 seconds. Just pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Seeing if P.Y. Hilton got that catch. It's third and seven at the Colts Stadium. I want to see what happened. I think that's an ideal Sunday. The only part I'll differ from you is the phone reloading because that'll just drive yourself crazy. So I try to have the Browns on one TV at the one o'clock and then my main fantasy game, not even red zone, because I like to watch the true like development of a drive, I guess. And uh, so I don't have the perfect setup here at, at my place, but I had my iMac pulled over right next to my TV and had some buff streams going. Shout out buff Ooh, streams huge, yeah. for uh, kind of those secondary games because I'm just not going to get Sunday NFL Sunday ticket and shit like that just yet. Uh, no. So I had the Falcons game up just because I got a lot of those guys in fantasy, and then I threw up like the Bills on the next tab, but then like switching back and forth was ridiculous. So I went Falcons Browns, and it I still felt anxious though. To be, it was like that jitter, you know. I just felt yeah. jittery of like, what do I do? You know, got to get in time, and um, I don't. It's a great feeling, but it's really overwhelming. Even watching two games. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like anything more than two games. But I mean, we can remark on how natural that felt, right? Like that felt like a normal Sunday during any fall, right? Like I had the jitters waking up. I was super nervous, pacing around my house, chanting, let's go Browns to my mom. And like nobody gave a shit, but that felt super natural to watch that game at home for sure. Yeah, I remember. I, I don't remember if you were there, but what's the bar in Lakewood? That's a sports bar, has a bunch of TVs. Game on. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. So I remember being there for, you know, like halftime of one o'clock games last year. And like you said, it feels like, like, what's the thing you get hit with in video games that like rattles and you hear, uh, hear the noise? A flashbang. Yeah. Like a flashbang. That's how it feels. I mean, it feels like that when you. It's so disorienting for sure. So there's the word. Uh, Yeah. And I was with our gambling correspondent, McGregor, then. And uh, he was placing, I gave him 60 bucks when we put it on a soccer parlay. So he yeah. was watching the soccer parlay. I was like, dude, I'm overwhelmed to begin with. Soccer parlay hit, though. So it was a lock. You got to bet him. He's on a different level, though. He can focus in. It's like he's on the limitless pill. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Two TVs. I think we're on board with that. Uh, moving on. What are you consuming? Uh, Deej, work and I've been listening to a lot of this uh, podcast called The Moth Radio Hour. And it's all about storytelling, uh, which is pretty good. And it's and it's like the storytelling that's not trying to get jokes out there. And some of the stories may be funny, uh, but they take the perspective of storytelling for different reasons, like to convey other emotions, which is like a nuanced way to look at storytelling. Like if I'm telling a story to you, I'm trying to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make my buddies laugh, feel good. But this takes like an emotion of like I might try to get you to feel guilt or uh, sadness or anything else. And mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives a new perspective on stories. Uh, I've been eating a lot of peanut M&M's, just driving them into me. I don't know why my mom bought a gallon thing of peanut M&M's, but I've been eating them and drinking a lot of Pat's Blue Ribbon this week. So that's what I've been doing. My, you know, 
we talk about beer a lot on the pod, so it makes sense that uh, for my birthday, basically all my family members, which I did get a golf bag, which is really nice, pumped about that, nice little golf bag. Um, But my fridge is just fully stocked with all kinds of beer because that was the main gift. Uh, So I got, you know, I'm only having one tonight, post-run beer. I'm trying to wait until tomorrow at least to have a couple and just keep mm-hmm. it under control. Maybe shed a f- few pounds. Uh, getting off. Baby, what are you? Uh, what are you drinking tonight? I got a, a Ryan guy's truth. So uh, Andrew, who got you that? Was it? Yeah, okay. Andrew's friend Lauren sent it over. Oh. Um, our wedding was postponed, which would have been this week. So um, I think she just sent a nice little gift, which I'm very appreciative of. That's so sick. Lauren, uh, if you need my address, Lauren, I'll send it to you. Uh, I like beer too. I was a part of the wedding too. You know what I mean? I'm going through some shit. So Lauren, send, I'll send you the address. Yeah, exactly. In terms of what I've been consuming, and and maybe you have some other stuff. We can kind of jump back and forth here. But I've had Chipotle every day this week for lunch, Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Just pop. How are your insides doing? <laughs> Fine. I think I found like the ultimate burrito for me. We don't need to run down the ingredients, but what worked for me. I will say, here's a little side note, a faith in humanity piece sort of thing. You think about the process of um, grabbing food, like ordering ahead at Chipotle and just grabbing it from the counter or from that little rack. That's a pretty crazy thing that you can just do that at Chipotle or Panera or wherever and just grab your food and leave with no validation or anything. Right. I, I love that, that that can exist. I'm sure they like test pilot it. Like how many do we actually lose on per a hundred customers? Does one people, one person grab it and therefore it's worth to put it on the, but anyway, I love that. That's a thing. You can just go in there and grab your food and it makes me feel because if the, if the world was like truly a savage place, you wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a good it's a good note. And obviously they have like cameras and they have employees there, but it might be able to identify you. So maybe there's enough to scare people away. But I think the humanity piece is important, right? Like there's just not a bunch of people running in there taking other people's food and running out. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah, when I was a you know, a student at the University of Akron, McDonald's mm-hmm. for some reason was open very late. And so they start serving breakfast, whatever, at one or two AM. And yeah, I've been there, brother. People would order, you get a number, and drunk college students would just come in and take whoever's food. If they said 18 and the person didn't come up right away, people are just waiting there and grab it. It was That's such a scum move. It is, yeah. Yeah. See, that's like another level, which made me think that leaving the food out wouldn't work, but it does. That's cool. Yeah, I hear that. In terms of what I'm consuming, the home edit Andrew and I watched a few episodes, which is like this organization show. All they do is like go into Reese Witherspoon's closet and just organize some shit for her. Are you into that? Like, does that satisfy you? No, I'm not. I mean, like, it's nice as stuff gets organized, but I don't need to live in like this organized bubble where everything has a place uh, in order to feel like not anxious. So I'm out on that. I don't want anything to do with that. Ted Lasso still been watching. I, I don't know Good. if I highly recommend it, but I it's like a charming show and it's growing on me. And I think it, it kind of develops the plot in a way that uh, is worthy of a second season, certainly in my mind. We're picking up greasy studios, picking it up. (laughs) Right. And then lastly, I've been listening to a lot of Corday. Have you heard of him? He's a rapper. 
Uh, I have it. No. So he's he's dating tennis star Naomi Osaka, who just won the U.S. Open. I think I'm not a huge tennis yep. fan, but he he was popping on Twitter because he was in the stands cheering her on. But uh, dude is one of my favorite in the last couple weeks, and he's like highly known. I think he was nominated like Grammy and type of shit like that, and he he's fairly big now. But um, he's one of the young rappers that you can actually like understand. I know it sound like an old ass saying that. But just from a lyric standpoint, I like them a lot. So that's who I've been bumping. Love that. There's nothing better than finding like a music artist that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And he's got like two albums or she's got two albums. And you just go in there and start, you know what I mean? Going through them. Take up two hours of your day before you know it. You take some bangers away with it. The big thing is, too, is like there are so few times, maybe a couple times a year where I'll find an artist and then I'll I'll download their album. And when I'm on like song three, I'm excited enough to and have enough expectations to feel like the next song is going to be really good. You know what I mean? Like no, the last time I felt that, I think was like Maggie Rogers hearing that album. Like this next, I can't wait to hear the next song. Like how many times do you really feel that? And that's how I kind of felt with him. So that was cool. Yeah, and there's nothing also better with a song when you're like a minute and thirty seconds in, and you hit that back button. And you're like, I gotta run that shit back. That thing slaps a little bit, and then you play it through. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I agree that that's a rare thing with Maggie Rogers. That definitely happens. So yeah, and then lastly, have you seen this Freaky trailer? The movie's called Freaky. No, is it? Is so, it an adult film? No, it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's an adult film with the same name, but this is uh, Vince Vaughn. It's coming okay. out in November, I believe, and basically it's a uh, it's a concept, a Freaky Friday concept, really. But he, Vince Vaughn, is a, the the town serial killer, and he kills like this high school sweetheart princess girl. And when he okay. kills her, this is how I remember from the trailer. At least they swap bodies, so she he goes to high school, but. <laughs> She is a serial killer, and then the serial killer body is the the high school hot chick. So it's kind of fun. Like if you watch the trailer, like I kind of want to watch that. Okay, so it's like a little uh, yeah, it's like the Freaky Friday. I get the name Freaky a little mm-hmm. bit uh, more now, but Vince Vaughn, yeah, that's got to be fun. Yeah, yeah, well, it's kind of like Jack Black and Jumanji. You know, unfortunately, I think it's coming out in theaters, but that would be like the perfect fall Netflix movie. But yeah, that would eventually. Be Anything else that you're uh, consuming? Uh, no, I, I did consume something else today, but I think I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Okay. All right. Wow. Teaser. <laughs> Lastly, on the pick six, or is this number five? This is number five. What would you do on the day to day if you had $5 billion? So I know, yeah, Rob Law, he's going to give to charity. He's going to help his family right. out, all that shit. But like, what are you actually going to do? Uh, I think the first thing that I do is I take Greasy and I become the CEO of Greasy and I just like make it to the top of the charts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to invest so much money into this thing that people can't help but listen to it. And there's going to be some meetings associated with that. I'm going to have to go to New York. <laughs> I don't know where podcast people assemble, but I'm going to have to do that. Um, the other uh, side hustle that I'm going to have is I'm going to own the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, we're going to rename them. And I'm also going to take my boys, all the fantasy guys and stuff. We're going to Turks and, Turks and Caicos, and we're just going to go live it up wherever we want. So that's mostly what I'm doing. I love that. Destination drafts for the eternity, you know, for the rest of our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah, I, I like the greasy idea, certainly. We could just, like, pay Spotify or Bill Simmons or some shit. They'll, you know, just feature us. We don't even have to make money. 
We'll throw you. We're not going to make money. We're going to lose money making sure <laughs> yeah. we're at the top of the charts. We'll throw you 20 mil uh, right. and invest in ourselves. Yeah, I like that. I was thinking about this because um, I don't know if I necessarily want to do this, but because I don't know if I have the motivation, but buying the Cleveland Plain dealer and just trying to bring it back, man. No, investing resources in it and totally transforming it in terms of making it a journalist hub and not how you would think of a traditional newspaper. Like think of what like Jeff Bezos has done with the Washington post or what the New York times has become. and just dominates like journalism in general. And it doesn't have to be profitable for a long time, but I think just that would be cool to cover the city the way it should be. Because I, I truthfully believe it is a scary thing is that declines and no one is covering anything. I mean, it's just a scary time for all the shit that's going to go under the, you know, under the rug. No, I agree. I think the best journalism in Cleveland is Cleveland scene. That's an free alt weekly, you yeah. know what I mean? Which is scary, right? Like they don't have like, they obviously have professional writers, but they're not compensated to the level that uh, professional journalists should be. So, you know what I mean? There's right. obviously going to be some cracks and some stories that, uh, that fall through. I agree with that. Dude. That's fun, dude. It is. That seems like a ton of work, though. And I think I was only inspired by that because I was watching Spotlight. And that's just such a killer movie just in terms of I love journalism movies in general. I just think they set up really well for a plot. But and then otherwise, like, obviously, everyone wants to like own a sports franchise. But I think I'd be like too much in control or I'd want to be like owner coach. Like, I'm not calling plays or anything. I truthfully believe there is a spot, and I might have mentioned this back on the early days of the pod, of where the coach is just really the leader. He's there to make, like, the big decisions. Fourth and inches, do we go for it? You're doing, like, the math side of things. You're making the, the quarterback calls. You're great with the press, that sort of thing, rather than, like, trying to do all that plus play calling or plus all this other shit. You're just kind of like right. the game manager, and that would be me. Just the CEO of the football yeah, exactly. Team. Exactly. For sure. All right. Number six, what, what item at the grocery store do you believe has the stiffest brand competition? So you, you, you look at an aisle and you say, damn, all these products are insanely good. Uh, I think it's got to be the candy aisle, man. Like you walk down there, especially like a day where you're like, I'm going home, I'm watching a movie and I need a snack. Is it going to be Skittles, sweet tarts? You know what I mean? Is it going to be sprees? Is it going to be gummy worms, uh, sour patch kids? Like, there's so much density there. They're all in the same price point, and it's all about like whatever you're feeling that day, and that's got to be tough for the candy industry. So I'm going to go with the candy aisle. Um, I think, obviously, the beer aisle is kind of tough, too. Uh, you know what I mean? Especially when you're going to like your corner store, and there's 15 different beers all inside this price range that are all pumpkin beers, and you are like, got it side between yeah. them. But I think those are pretty tough markets. And you're dealing with a lot of people like the undecided market, at least. I mean, obviously, you have your, like, your, I'm going to get Bud Light or whatever, but um, the beer people are exploring. So like, what can you do to catch their eye? The, the layups here, I think are frozen pizza and ice cream, just because those are just, you have very similar products. Like how many pepperoni pizzas can you get in brands and you're competing on price right. and all this other shit. So that's a tough one. And then it's just ice cream. There's a shit ton of that too. I'm going to go low key, the cracker aisle. Or the cracker hmm. section. There's a lot of different crackers right. to choose from. Personally, we know that I love reduced fat wheat then. Fat but wheat I like a lot fat. of other crackers too. I like reduced fat uh, Cheez-Its. And I like chicken and a biscuits. And chicken and a biscuit. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, you're, I, you're a big fan. I don't chicken like Triscuits that much, but I know some people do. I like like the uh, wheat 
club crackers. Those are insanely good. Any of those, like I'd be fine with if someone had them at their house, just eating those by themselves. So, yeah, you don't need chips. You don't need to buy all these like fancy snacks. Just give me some chicken and a biscuit. I'm good to go. Yeah, I don't know. Why. There's there's no way you like eating chicken and a biscuit. You feel so bloated though. There's so much salt in there. Like you're walking on someone's house. You're like, I need a gallon of water. Chicken and biscuits are toxic, yeah. but they're tasty. All right, moving on from the pick six. These these didn't make the cut, but I, I have this label of sports shit we should talk about since we are a pseudo sports podcast. So um, these are little nuggets. We'll keep this nice and little tight. Maybe maybe we'll continue on the nugget theme since the nuggets over Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. Seven games, come back from 3-1. Just absolutely insane. Love the series. It, it's like that fantasy win that you're down 40 and it's like 6.30 on a Sunday and you think you have no shot to win. And then, I don't know, two hours later, you're up 20, feeling great about your life. And that's what the Nuggets did to the Clippers. Um, I know you're not a big NBA guy. No, obviously I followed it a little bit. Uh, you know, I think Clippers f- fans got to be thinking kind of similar to the Cleveland fans. is like, how does this keep happening? Like, obviously they have a superior team. They have better players. You got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard ton of talent you're like we're up 3-1 all we got to do is finish it out and somehow they don't you got to be super frustrated and doc rivers uh in game game clinching uh in serious clinching games has super struggle i think it's like 34 percent clip which is just outrageous is like how does this keep happening but it somehow does um yeah clippers disappointing series uh season ending game and would love to see the la battle do you think you yeah i know that's why it makes me feel good because it's like, well, the NBA at least isn't rigged because there's no right. way they would ever let that happen. No, absolutely um, no way. Right, Nuggets, Lakers has a lot less appeal. I was thinking, and this is maybe something we could do a live stream of if you're up for it or you think you could do it, but the whole Nuggets challenge, I think there was a Cavs fan that made that, that got some pub where they tried to eat as many Nuggets as the Nuggets – points scored against the Cavs. Do you feel good? Yeah, I think it's called the, yeah, it's called the me versus nuggets challenge. And uh, you have to try to eat more chicken nuggets than the nuggets score against the Cavs. Uh, I think it'd be fun to try to do that for like a game five. Maybe we split the nuggets though. You know, yeah. I think us tackling 60 nuggets each is a little bit better. Hunter and um, if they put up, there's no way. There's absolutely no, no way. But, what do you think about though? I was, the only way I'd have a chance, and I'm probably being overly ambitious here, is if they were Chick Fil A nuggets, small little poppers. Pop. You know, you know what? You know I don't eat Chick Fil A. I mean, principle. they're just so much uh, better than like a McDonald's nugget, though. Yeah, no, I eat Burger King nuggets, dude. The crowns, <laughs> crowns only nuggets. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Um. All right. And then the other thing is the Big Ten football coming back. Sir Yacht had it correctly. Yeah, if, if Sir Yacht's on the scene. Obviously, our Buckeye boys are pretty pumped about it. Uh, getting another season of Justin Fields before he goes to the NFL. It seems like some of their best talents coming back that already kind of declared for the draft. Um, is it going to be the same? Is it going to feel right? No. Like, I mean, we watched college football this last week, and it didn't feel right without the fans there, uh, without the full tailgate experience. But uh, – Obviously, seeing Justin Fields in a Buckeyes uniform one last time around the horn is kind of exciting. Hopefully, it lasts a whole year. They're not starting until October, but hopefully, we get to see a Big Ten championship. I'm saying Buckeyes over the Gophers in the championship 
48 7. <laughs> wow. Big 10 championship predictions. You heard it here. You didn't see it coming, yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. You know, I don't know enough about like Luke Farrell's pro prospect or what he could do after, but him being a Perry guy, that's cool for him. You know, in terms of like being a senior at Ohio State, you worked your ass off and you're just this monster. And then you wouldn't be able to play that. Like just being that dude. And obviously, right. I know there's bigger problems in the world. But that's super cool for him that he at least can experience that and all those dudes that, I don't know, aren't Justin Fields. Yeah, isn't it crazy that uh, somebody from our hometown is the tight end in Ohio State and he overshadows the same guy, you know, a similar guy from our hometown who's the DC of the fucking LA Rams. Yeah. Like, we think more about Farrell than we do about you know, Staley, who's the DC of the Rams. Uh, shout out Perry, Ohio, uh, football mecca of the world. Yeah, shout out Brandon Staley. And what, 17 points against the supposed one of the best offenses in the league, Cowboys. Are we talking head coaching job at the end of this year? Are we talking John Carroll grad? Oh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, though, like that defense plays well. That dude's probably a head coach. And I mean, I'm getting way ahead, yeah, yeah. but if they play really well, he's a young guy. And obviously, we, we know what. You know, young guys have in the NFL, you get like you get that hype and that momentum. It's hard to stop. We already got the Browns roadmap. <laughs> Stefanski goes 412. Stefanski goes 511, gets fired. Staley comes to Cleveland. They're finally hiring a defensive mind. He's coming home, baby. I love that story. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Brandon Staley, Browns 2022. Uh, if let's let's throw some odds on that. It's like plus. Uh, 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw five bucks on it. Okay. Those are our sports nuggets, sports shit we should talk about that we just talked about. Moving on to the self involved segment, Rob, what numbers did we put up last week? Uh, you know, weather's getting a little bit cooler. People are looking for different activities. We put up 56 last week. It was a big week for us. Let's see here. We put up 51. So, very similar okay. to all these things that we've done in the past. Um, we don't like to relish on that. Moving on. Thursday night yeah. contest with our, our Perry Fantasy League. We've done that. I don't think we got a, any Twitter interaction last week with that. I will t- retweet it from the Greasy Pod, but uh, we usually do five bucks a person to, you know, you can Venmo and be in it. Anybody's in it. And it, it's typically some sort of contest of like guess, I don't know, Baker plus OBJ's points on Thursday night. And then the closest wins the whole pot. Sometimes we try to be a little more creative than that, but sometimes it comes back to kind of just like the fantasy point angle. Right. Yeah. I think it was a late post from us this last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hopefully get some more interaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe it's, you know, Browns or maybe it's Baker plus Burroughs fantasy points. And then the tiebreaker is Austin Seibert's total points or yeah. something like that. Because he's going to put up that game-winning plus, So we just got to prep ourselves. Plus shots of OBJ, bad body language. Oh, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Judged by us. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. The Greasy Pod will at least retweet that if you guys want to join the Thursday Night Contest. It's just a fun thing to get involved, um, especially when the Browns aren't playing. And then with the Browns, we can open this up to the, the fans as well. Rob, if you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about the uh, the workout challenge that we're doing. I don't know if it's a challenge, but. 
it's not a challenge. I think it's just like a group effort. Uh, I think it's wrong to look at it that we're competing against each other. Um, so we started this thing for the Indians uh, this season, a group of us. We started running a uh, kilometer for every strikeout minus walk that an Indian starting pitcher had. I think we're up to like 160 miles for the year. Um, but we decided we wanted to continue it on for the Browns. Um, so we're doing something similar. We're taking Browns total points and we're having to run that many kilometers. So the Browns ran or scored six points. We're running six kilometers this week, which is small, right? It's a good week to get into it, uh, running about 3.7 miles. Not that big of a deal. We'll get it out there. And then we're doing total push-ups for how many yards the Browns score and sit-ups for how many yards they give up. And it's just a way for us to interact, work out a little bit, get the endorphins going, get out there moving the feet and holding each other and yourself accountable. Um, and we're looking to expand, right? I think we have 15 people on the spreadsheet right now. You keep track of it yourself. It's all on the honor system, except we run on Strava. <laughs> um, so if you're looking for something to do and you're like, man, I want to start working out a little bit. I want to start moving the feet. Uh, and I just want somebody to hold me accountable or, you know what I mean? I just want to hold myself accountable to other people. Uh, join up. Yeah. And we got nothing but good vibes. we get got a bunch of likes on Strava. It'd be like the new Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I've converted a little bit because, I i mean, it's the first week, so I can't say that if the Browns hang a 40-burger up tomorrow, you got 10 days to run whatever, 40 kilometers, which is what, I don't know, 30 miles or something, which is a lot. Um, right. And me, not being in great running shape, might have to walk some of that. But I think that's all right. Yeah, there's no shame in that. And you don't have to get it done by the next week. You just have to get it done by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing we'll tack on like an extra week on top of that so people can catch up. Obviously, people have work schedules. Um, but and I think we're going to do something for like a year-end party for anybody that finishes. We'll have a little get-together. You can come bullshit and we'll celebrate our new bodies, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little metamorphosis. You're looking good already. You've been running a shit ton. So props to you. Thanks, bro. You're rolling. I will say – I. You can say that you can get it done by the end of the season, but I, I truthfully believe if you get behind and knowing the mentality of people like me, you're going to you're not going to catch up. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to quit. Whatever it may be, I just I you know ninety percent of the people aren't going to catch up. So I would recommend no. to try to stay to that week to week as much as possible. No, definitely a mental challenge. Uh, this Indians one has been kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, you fall behind by 10 miles and the Indians are playing that day and you have no idea how many strikeouts they're going to have. And you might have to go out and run 16 miles in the next, you know, three days to catch up. Uh, it's a struggle. You're going to be sore. It's going to not be fun. This is not a fun challenge by any means, but uh, I mean, rooting for the Browns is fun. You want them to score as much points. And if they put up a 40 burger and uh, lace them up and get out there, you know, the way I like to think of it, like tonight is I went and ran right before we uh, we greased it up here. And I said, well, they always say a beer is good after you work out. So now I can mm -hmm. feel good about my beer. Instead of it being a negative beer, it's a positive beer. Right. And that Chipotle you ate for lunch is just fuel for your run. Yeah. You know what I mean, you needed those calories. Mm -hmm. Your DJ, you're, you're starting to play for the tie. Well, and that's a, so good. I had a PB&J for dinner. So I think I'm good on the, you know, probably like two grand for the day. I think that's fine. Dude, you're killing it, man. You might I'd be love, winning. Today. I'd love to shed some pounds, though. You know, like when your face starts looking thin, like yours is looking thinner, that's what you want. Sound yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's enough self-involved and giving around. I'm very self-involved, yeah. Moving on to the Know Your History segment. We're bringing it back. Rob, do you have something for us this week? I didn't really clear that with you beforehand. 
You know what, DJ? I'm going to try something out, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to have you cut it. Okay. Um, but I was listening a little bit about uh, the polio vaccine, and uh, polio was like this disease that obviously afflicted young people, especially um, you know, uh, in the middle half of this century. Uh, you know, lose their ability to walk, lose their lives, and it was especially bad during the summer, where kids couldn't go out and play. Right. So uh, kids would be home on summer break. And, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about it, them being at school. But as soon as they come home from summer break, they wouldn't be able to do anything. So there was a story about all this programming that was taking place to keep kids entertained, much like today. Right. Like kids that aren't able to go to school. Uh, luckily, they're able to do it virtually. Um, but it was tough to be a kid in these era. And then 1955, Jonas Salk eventually develops his vaccine. And there's a bunch of stories somehow of kids knowing what the vaccine tasted like in their mouth. And it, it, it tasted like this liberation, this freedom, because it meant like they could go outside and play mm-hmm. and like it could be a kid again. And I'm just thinking, how fucking sick is that COVID vaccine going to taste in your mouth, right? They inject you and you're just all gas, all break, no breaks. You're just out there drinking beers. And it's going to be like this seminal moment of our life of like, I remember where I was when I got this COVID mm-hmm. vaccine because I meant I could just go get fucking plastered on a Saturday night. And that's going to be a good feeling. And I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Wow. Great point. I, I think, yeah, it's an unleashing, truthfully. That, that's a great story. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say. No, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I, but like, there hasn't been too many moments like that. For our generation, obviously, we had 9-11 that everything changed as soon as this happened. And then but we're going to have this whole generation of people and kids that had a life altering moment of when they got this COVID vaccine. Cause think how much like energy and time and thought goes to this one thing right now of us getting like anxious about, can I go out? Can I go to the grocery store? Can I drink a beer with a friend? Right. All that's gone. As soon as you get this one little shot. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know what I mean? You want to talk about juice. Like you're too excited to go golf. You're too excited to like go to the fantasy draft. That's going to be some juice, baby. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen these, um, these TikToks and whatever Twitter videos of these specifically like elementary and kindergarten school teachers uh, teaching remotely. So they've like filmed themselves little 60 second clips. They're pretty hilarious. Yeah, uh, I have. And that's like, an. Uh, it kind of gives me PTSD of when I was an elementary school teacher. It was like a day I don't, definitely don't want to go back to because I did the voice. I did it all. Yeah, I didn't half-ass being an elementary school teacher, so I uh, definitely uh, a, I don't envy them. And shout out to them; they deserve a lot more money than they right. get. That's every comment. It's like every teacher deserves two hundred grand a year. Oh no, joke! They really do. Yeah. All right, we're bringing back questions from the fans. They finally came through. It's been a few weeks. We got right. three this week. Appreciate our fans sending some questions in. So we're gonna wrap the show with these. This is from Drew okay. in Cleveland. Would you guys rather go over in fantasy or see another zero and sixteen Brown season? That's tough. Like I don't want any of those. You know what I mean? That's like the two evils. I'll take the bull and say I'll go over in fantasy. It's one year. It's two hundred fifty bucks. Who gives a shit, right? Like you're gonna get ridiculed, but I'll take that bullet for us. My heart can't take another zero and sixteen Brown season, DJ. I really can't. Corey Coleman dropping that pass. It's. I mean, I still have bad dreams about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, is he still in the league? What's he up to? Uh, did he get hurt or something? I don't know. I think he was on the Giants practice squad at some point. He is a uh, free agent. Okay. Uh, Damian Ratley's on the Giants now, okay. so that's good. There you go. I would 
easily take the Browns 0-16. I'd rather see that. I don't want to go 0 for in fantasy. I guess I'm just a selfish guy. It's not even a debate for me. Yeah, I guess if the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs, they might as well go 0-16, right? So, and, and when people say, um, I've heard it multiple times, including over this past weekend, of, well, fantasy kind of ruins regular football. And me answering the 0-16 Browns that is, is somewhat proof of that. Yeah. That's why I don't even like having – it's kind of nice. – I very rarely have had Browns guys, so I can at least separate the two. Root for the yeah, Browns and root for my guys in other games. Right. Yeah, like Nick Chubb, I have him on my fantasy team, and he fumbled that ball. And I was like, take him out of the game, but I don't want him taken out of the game. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, you know, at the same time, like, still get them touches. Right. Yeah. Down 38 to 6. We need to feed him 12 carries down the stretch. Yeah. All right. All right, number uh, two here from uh, an anonymous Greasy fan. Do you think local sports radio dudes, guys like Ken Carmen, actually enjoy their jobs this time of year? Um, I think on days where there's like big games or there's big stories, right? Like, I don't think there's a better job on the earth. Like, you just get to go, you get the bullshit about like this big playoff game or the Browns draft pick or a Cavs, you know what I mean? Uh, Eastern Conference final. And I think that's so much gas. You just get so many people calling in and it's so exciting. But I think like days like when it was like COVID shit, like especially over like uh, the start of the summer when there was nothing going on. I'm sure those guys just hated going to work and it was painful for four hours trying to fill content. Like we try to fill content for an hour each week. And sometimes, you know what I mean? We're looking for different ideas. Trying to do four hours every day yeah. would be absolutely brutal. Right. And, and that's why you mostly rely on callers. And so that's kind of, like the vein of your existence, but also like what feeds you half your job. You know, you have obviously ads, you have callers, and then you have kind of the meat of the show, your opinion or whatever. But um, I think it's similar to like an, I don't know, big podcast, rival podcast, like pardon my take is I'm sure those dudes love to chat it up. their little 20 segment, 20 minute segment at the beginning of the show. And then you have all these interviews, right. That you have to do intermittently throughout the week. And I guarantee like, preparing for those and then actually doing them sometimes is a drag right and I think mm-hmm. same thing with like callers like you rely on them and they're the reason you can have a four-hour radio show but you're like man do i gotta really listen to this four dudes in a row talking about obj's body language getting traded and uh liking shit on his chest right and it, yeah sometimes you get backed into a take that you probably don't want to have because you need to fill content, right? Oh, like you got to be like the trade OB, OBJ guy, just be devil's advocate. You know what I mean? So yeah, and then everyone hates you in the city, and you get fired. No, um, it's that's I don't envy it, but uh, some of those guys are really good at it. Uh, some of the Cleveland guys certainly. Last one here. This is from I am Pipes, and he's looking for some fantasy advice. He had Le'Veon and Michael Thomas go down, and he's just says he's straight up pissed and how the team mentally handle these injuries like feeling like his season is done mm-hmm. i understand why you're pissed man you know after a rough week one like that i was pushing Le'Veon, and for that i'm sorry i am pipes i'm sure you draft them because i said it uh i say work the waivers don't rush into a trade uh that you can't back out of michael thomas still has a lot of value you can literally lose the first four weeks in fantasy and still make the playoffs uh there's a lot of season left like a nine and three definitely gets you in uh, eight and four probably gets you in too. So uh, don't rush into anything or uh, eight and five gets you in. Yeah. Don't rush into anything and work the waiver. See, you know, this is where good fantasy managers are made. 
My advice is complete opposite of Rob's. Gun for it. Try to make trades. Someone that's 1-0, try to go trade Michael Tr- Thomas for like a Travis Kelsey plus like a piece like, I don't know, James Robinson. Get two worthwhile guys right now and gun for it. Wow. Love that advice too. I think, <laughs> but don't sit in the middle, right? Like don't yeah. make like a, uh, a, a mid-level move right now. Cause that's not going to help you. Uh, and it's probably only going to hurt you either be super conservative and just say like, I'm going to try to build from the waivers or go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember last year just to provide, and you know, this could have gone anyway, but I Tyreek Hill got hurt week one and I traded actually Rob here. Yeah. Um, after putting up 56 points in a PPR league, you, you get a little worried. So I traded hurt Tyreek Hill for Julian Edelman, who I think it t- turned out pretty even, honestly, because Edelman provided me that like wide receiver two value for like six weeks while Tyreek was out. But obviously when Tyreek comes back, he's the higher upside guy. So Absolutely. look for things like that. If you're really worried, if the rest of your lot roster is pretty thin, try to trade Michael Thomas for some of those really high upside upside uh, receivers or running backs, whatever. I don't know. I love the trade, dude. I just got one while we were recording the pod and it said, you know, like trade alert. I'm like, whoa, what is this about? And like 90% of the time, you know, you're not interested or it's ridiculous, but man, that notification is one of my favorites. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's no better feeling than that. For sure. I'm going to throw some trades out there tonight. Let's see what happens. All right. That is the uh, the greasy pod for this week. I think we're about half of a year through. I'd have to check yeah. the week. So, uh, yeah, we started like the last week, I think, or the first week of April. So that's been about five months. Um, so you know, maybe we got a few more weeks to reach that halfway mark. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we committed to fifty two episodes, but maybe we'll keep it rolling. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, it's a good thing that our listenership is staying flat. You know, because that's what really what we look for in life. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. See you next week, Robbie. Go All right, Browns. See you, dude. Go, Go Browns. Browns.